The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Hello everyone, thanks for joining us today. We've got a jam-packed episode for you. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. Today we're discussing three really important elements for success in business and in life. We're talking about digital marketing, mindset and wealth management. And our guest today, Paul Omani, has certainly mastered all three. Starting out to make a few dollars on Twitter, he quickly turned his hobby into a phenomenal business. Paul has enjoyed tremendous success in a relatively short amount of time because he understands human emotion and psychology and how important this is when creating highly effective marketing campaigns. He knows what to do and what not to do. And today he's going to share with us the huge mistakes marketers are currently making, especially on social media and how to avoid these. He's also going to talk candidly about his journey and give us some tips for avoiding self-sabotage as well as discuss the importance of managing your money. Paul, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome, Shirley. Thanks so much for having me. Paul, you're an entrepreneur, author, product creator, and highly sought-after public speaker specialising in digital marketing, mindset, and wealth management. You're a columnist for the Sunday Independent and the Examiner newspapers. You're the CEO of multiple companies, supporting thousands of clients worldwide. You made your first two online sales on only your second day attempting to sell using Twitter and you built your number of followers to 30,000 in just one month. Within six months, your online business grew to in excess of $10,000 a month, cementing your reputation as the king of social media. Since then, you've consulted to world-renowned businesses, government agencies, speakers, Hollywood and sporting celebrities and successfully manage their social media, all producing outstanding results. So Paul, I have to ask, why? What made you decide to leave your secure job and become an entrepreneur? <laughs> Thanks, Shirley. Um, well, the reason why for me was um, I was actually turning 30 years of age and I think what most people, when we transition from one decade to the next, um, we certainly start to question what have we achieved in the last 10 years. Is this how I thought I would be at 30? Is this how I thought I'd be financially at 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or whatever age it is? And when I um, was at that stage, you know, I really thought I needed to make a serious change in terms of what I was doing to get to what I wanted in my lifestyle, especially in terms of time and money freedom. And I was 
I suppose I'd messed up quite significantly in the mid-2000s when the so-called uh, Celtic Tiger economy had kicked in, which was when pretty much everybody that um, was into property was making you know massive returns annually, 10%, 20%. So I went into the bank mid-2000s, asked them for a mortgage, and the response they said was, how many rather than for how much? <laughs> And they offered me 110% mortgages on two houses. So I ended up taking 700,000, sorry, 600,000 euros of the bank's money to buy two houses. And within a couple of years, the value of the houses combined was less than 300,000 euros. So quite, quite quickly, yeah, the, the prices had halved in value. Now, while the, the money that initially that was put up wasn't mine, the debt that was remaining certainly was mine. And of course, who did I blame? I, did, I blamed the government, I blamed the economy, I blamed the banks, anybody but me. You know, it wasn't my fault mm -hmm. that I made this decision. Um, but, you know, when, you know, when I was in that, that kind of really started to get me thinking about, well, look, as an employee, you're kind of um, limited to an extent that you, the, you're paid per the time that you put in. So you, you clearly have a ceiling as to how much you can make when that's the case. And I started to read books um, from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, and they were kind of big eye-openers for me, um, the four cash quadrants and how you earn different types of money, etc. And it was at that time that I heard about an event that was on in Dublin, in Ireland, February 2009, where um, multiple speakers came in from all over the world, US and Australia, speaking about how they were generating amazing incomes from the internet. Mm -hmm. Okay, really, really amazing internet. And they, they literally, they were shown pictures of you know having a laptop, working on the beach. And while I didn't understand the mechanisms that I spoke about, like um, you know building databases, collecting emails using autoresponders, opt-in pages, all this kind of thing I didn't really understand, but I didn't care because what I did understand was the outcome that they were looking for, which was time and money freedom, mm -hmm. being debt-free, and being able to travel the world and see things that you know I wasn't going to be able to do if I stayed in my current position. So that's when I made the, the call that I need to become an entrepreneur, right? even though I genuinely had always thought to become an entrepreneur was something that had to be in your blood, that your parents needed to be entrepreneurs or business owners. But both my parents were teachers, um, so we're pretty much down the, you couldn't be down the, further down the other end of the scale rather than entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, and like the funny thing is, I guess, when you're brought up by teachers or if you do listen to your teachers in school, you know, the, the, the big thing they tell you to do is, you know, like, get a permanent job. You know, if you do well in your exams, you might get an interview with a solid company and you'll get a permanent job. Now, I don't know if you remember those, but they were all the rage about 10 years ago, but turned out they weren't so permanent. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're, we're all made to feel that our job security is determined by the, the company that hires us. And one of the biggest things that I, um, I suppose, had to deal with was even with my own friends and family was you know like oh where's your job security if you give it up you know that you know that you're at a high risk and to me it comes down to the job security is something that's completely out of your control it's like buying a house in an economy where your success or failure totally depends on the economy which is something you cannot control or if you buy stocks 
in the stock market, again, something completely outside of your control, how it's going to go up or down or sideways. So what I think people need to start thinking about is, first, in terms of security, is your personal revenue creation potential. Okay, your PRCP. What is my personal revenue creation potential? And what that is, is takes the reliance of you on anybody else except yourself mm -hmm. in terms of the skill sets that you're going to need to learn to be able to create re revenue no matter what happens to any other companies. And that is, for me, the, the essentials of becoming involved as an entrepreneur that if you do want security and a lot of people that is the reason why they don't quit jobs so it's quite ironic that I think that's one of the main reasons that you should look at setting <laughs> up a business on the side is because that's truly the only thing that can provide you with unlimited personal revenue creation potential. Mm -hmm. I, I like that personal revenue creation potential because what you're saying is really the the only thing that is secure is your own ability to earn and um, you know you've become now an entrepreneur so what are some of the things then that you've learned in the last six to seven years because as you say it wasn't in your DNA well perhaps it was but <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the, the first thing that um, when I was qu while I was quitting my job and the first few months into it, you know, I I have to say I was quite cocky about it and you know talking to everybody about oh you should just become an entrepreneur, look at you being a slave to the man and this kind of stuff, you know, and you know not realizing that entrepreneurial, however you can say it, entrepreneurialism is you know, it's it's tough, right? mm -hmm. it really is tough, and one of the first things that I found is you know very early days I would have printed out my business cards, you know, a thousand business cards. Suddenly I've gone from being my from an engineer to a CEO overnight, <laughs> sitting there thinking, Oh, this is gonna be great, the phone is gonna suddenly call. And then you realize eventually that the skill set that you had to get you into that position um, was, you know, very much one that was um, set upon uh, or the one that you've been trained to do and what you're being rewarded to do and ultimately this isn't what's going to assist you as an entrepreneur and I'll talk a little bit more about that later um, but also other things that I would have learned was um, when people ask me at specific events um, oh hey Paul um, you know it, it looks amazing to be an entrepreneur and you know I really really want to do this um, and I just asked them, well, sorry, what is the reason why you want to do this? Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes the answer comes out, oh, I need more money. Okay, mm -hmm. I really need more money. And I think, okay, and why do you assume that being an entrepreneur is the answer to needing more money? Many times they're not even sure how to answer that. But in, in certain cases, if they're, they're clear, oh, I hate my boss, no, I really need to, I hate my job too, I really need to make a jump, I really need to make a move. So if I, then I probe them a bit further, okay, so what are you going to do with your extra money? And oftentimes the answer comes down to, well, look, I, I'd like a bigger car, to be honest. We'd like to go on holidays and see the world a bit more. Um, we could do with a bigger house now with the number of kids that we have. I say, okay, and, and if you won the lottery, what would you do with, if you won the lottery? And interestingly, most people have the same wishes and dreams of... Um, being a successful entrepreneur and winning the lottery. And if you think about it, subconsciously, you, you're associating the likelihood of that happening 
as probably just as likely as you winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is when your dreams and wishes and your reason whys are these kind of things that you don't need, they're actually all just like bonuses or nice-to-haves, you become too comfortable and especially if you're living like in Australia, the US, Great Britain, any of these places worldwide, you are by default in the richest, wealthiest 1% people in the world. Mm-hmm. So what I'm finding is that when people are setting these goals, they're goals that they don't really need to have. And in fact, we're uh, conditioned every year, once a year, to set New Year's goals, New Year's resolutions. And we set them for literally 10 days. You know, if we give up smoking, well, I'm going to give them up for a few days. Or I'm going to join the gym, but I won't attend after middle of January. And this is the habits that we continue, which I would say are toxic, because you're conditioning yourself to let yourself down every single year, year on year, back to back. So how do you overcome this? Well, what I have found is that you need to figure out the financial abundance for you is in itself not the reason why, but you need to link all values, everything that is valuable to you in your life, you need to link that to your financial abundance. So what I would say there is there are seven different values that people spend their time, energy, money, thoughts, and effort on. And these values are physical, financial, spiritual, social, mental, vocational and familial and if you can tie those seven areas and how fulfillment in all those seven areas are linked to your financial abundance this is when everything can change and you also stop to set goals about yourself and you start to move them around other people in your life making the why about somebody that you care more about than yourself which could be your family your parents your kids your partners and when you start to do these things that's when things can absolutely change for you. And I'll come back and explain this in a little more detail in a moment. Oh, Paul, that's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I love the analogy that you give there about giving up smoking and the New Year's resolutions. <laughs> and we do, don't we? We let ourselves down. We think we're going to go ahead. And and I know you've said that to me on occasion. Oh, you're too comfortable, Shirley. And you're absolutely right. And it's fascinating what you talk about with those seven value areas and I really want you to come back and talk about that so we're going to take a quick break stay with us because Paul's going to go further into the seven areas and the values and how important it is and how important it is to be in business for something other than yourself you're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom we'll be right back Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. Are you looking to get noticed in today's business world? Listen for Chat with Chickles. What they couldn't teach you in business school. This is the show that will help you survive and thrive in business today. 
It's what you can do differently that will help you stand apart from everybody else in the field. Lisa Chickles and her guests can show you just how to gain that unique edge. Chat with Chickles can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. Well, you're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm Shirley Dalton, and we've been talking with Paul Omani. And Paul has been telling us about the importance of the reason why as for being an entrepreneur. And sometimes we find ourselves being in business and we're doing the business but we don't really know why. And just before the break, Paul started to tell us about the seven areas of your life. So, Paul, this is fascinating stuff. Would you tell us more, please? Sure, sure, no problem, Charlie. Yeah, so the, the reason why absolutely, you know, is critical your overriding goals as to why did you get into this in the first place is going to be what sustains you into the future and what starts off as you know a great idea and a bit of excitement because you own your own business that wears off very quickly and what I find is that most entrepreneurs quit their jobs because they don't like their boss mm -hmm. that's their main reason and then they think well I, I can, can do better than my boss then they get into business then they realize that the one thing that they may be, have been paid to uh, for, that one specific skill that they were good at, um, that's not what you get paid for in the business world because let's assume you were good at uh, product creation, for example, which would be a good thing to, be, to have good skills in. But you open your own business, you know, you get over the the great excitement of having your own business cars and you're currently the CEO and it's on a thousand business cars and you sit down at your desk thinking, here we go. And then you're wondering, well, how are people going to find out about me? Okay, I need to get a sales department and I need someone to make some calls and I need to learn how to do some marketing and I probably need to hire staff and if I hire staff, I need a human resources department and then who's going to do the product creation and who's going to do the product research and who's in charge of finance and who's in charge of paying the bills and changing the heat, paying the heating and the lighting and the rent and suddenly you realize, wow, it was much easier being an employee because I had more free time and I had more money and I definitely wasn't the last to be paid. The money came in on a regular basis and I knew how to handle it. So that's when most people give up and that's why nine out of ten companies fail in their first year, five years. So unless you have an overriding reason why that absolutely you keep focused on and is the reason that you're, have, you have 100% clarity on why this is a must for you, you're kind of setting yourself up unfortunately in a way that 
you're not stacking the odds in your favor. So what we were talking about just before the break was what I was suggesting that people do to get more clarity on the reason why is to look at the seven values in their lives, physical, financial, spiritual, social, mental, vocational, familial, and to work out what is their highest value. What is it for them that they spend their most time on, that they spend their most energy on, that they spend their thoughts on? that they talk about all of the time? What are the things that they truly speak about and think about the most? Because that's generally what your highest value is. Now, you might, you might think it's something or you might want it to be something. Like I, I often hear men especially that say, oh, my highest value is my family. Oh, I love my family. I work 16 hours a day for them. I say, oh, right, Did they, are they in the office with you? Oh, no, no I work in the office 16 hours a day. I come home, my kids are in bed, but I do it all for them. You know, that's a huge uh, disconnect. You're clearly living in some kind of a false reality there or a fantasy. If your family were your highest value, you would be around your family more, right? <laughs> work and business is clearly that highest value. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that, that if people are living this kind of fantasy, it does kind of lead to a sort of a, a split in your personality where you feel guilty when you're at work that you're not with your kids or if you're at home you feel guilty with, that you're with your kids and not at work etc so getting clear on what your values are will definitely help you in your overall clarity your overall mission and vision of what it is that you want to achieve with your life and with your business so um, the one thing that I haven't mentioned yet which is the true asset test as to what your highest value is and you can't lie about is if you print out your bank statements for the previous three months and put a ring around each line item and ask yourself which value do I spend my money on with this? What was I spending my money on? So was it on your family? Was it on your spiritual side? Was it on your physical health? Was it on your vocational, etc.? And you will very quickly see what your highest values are because you will always spend your money in line with your highest values. In fact, we are just channels. As human beings, we are only channels to move money when it comes to us into our areas of highest values. And that's something I know we're going to be discussing in this interview is about wealth mm -hmm. and why I'm so interested in it and wealth and money and so on because I find that a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, and it's not just entrepreneurs but employees, the big plan is to make all this money they already know how they're going to get rid of it. You know, and that's not a good plan if you ever want to become financially independent. So saying all that, once you get clear on your values, even you can probably just have a think about it and get a bit of clarity on your values. But what I find what works to help you a lot with the reason why, and let's say you set your goal around your business that you're going to make X amount of money, profitability each month um, after a certain date. And what you do then is you write out 100 reasons as to why this is a must, but you do it in a way that you cover all seven values. So let's say it's 100 reasons, there are seven values. What I recommend you do is you divide the 100 up by seven, which means you give 14 reasons each for each value as to why your business is an absolute must that you must be successful from a financial perspective and you do this twice the first time you do it you write out let's say I am earning uh, let's say $50,000 profit each month from my business by the 25th of May 2017 so that 
So those two words are really important, so that, and then you write out a hundred reasons, kind of a positive reasons as to what this kind of income will allow you to achieve in all seven areas of your life. And what this does, it starts to rewire your brain and your, your synapses so that you actually see the linkages between what you're doing in a business on a daily basis and how it acts in truly fulfilling all seven areas of your life. So regardless of what your highest value is, you will suddenly realize that, well, your business being successful is an absolute essential part of this. And that's a hundred kind of positive reasons, but the, the thing that I found makes the biggest difference with my students is then doing 100 reasons. So the same goal that I must be making X amount of money by X date per month profitability, but the two words that you use instead of so that are or else, mm -hmm. okay, or else. So what are the 100 things I am going to be missing out on, in other words, or else, I cannot do X, Y, Z. Now, it's not a, it should not be a mirror reflection of the hundred reasons so that. You know, that doesn't make any sense. It can't be the opposite. It needs to be a hundred independent thoughts. So, for example, for physical, right, just so somebody at home has an idea, I must be making X amount of money by this date so that I can hire a personal trainer. Okay, something as simple as that. Um, the next one could be so that... Um, I can only buy organic fruit and veg and don't need to worry about the price, okay? So that I can ensure that my children um, only eat the best. The next one could be so that I can hire a full-time maid who can cook all of our meals and make all of our juices so that we don't need to be worried about not eating well um, on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, so that um, we don't need to be eating takeaway foods and everybody eating in a stressed manner and you know getting angry about not having time to cook in the evenings. So these are just reasons that as soon as you start to add them up, um, both in a negative and a positive way, it will truly give you clarity on, okay, this is no longer a hobby, right? I'm doing this because all of my values depending, depend on this happening. So it's no longer a kind of a, a, a nice to have, it's an absolute must and your entire being revolves around this happening for you. And look, I can attest to that because I've done that myself um, on a number of occasions. And I can tell you, listeners, it can be a really confronting exercise because, A, you have to come up with, well, 200 reasons, basically, 100 for and 100 against and write them down. And I can tell you, sometimes you'll be crying, but it is such, yeah. a, such a worthwhile um activity to do and I love that you remind people of the seven areas of life and their values and and I know when I first did that exercise of looking at our bank account and I mean really it wasn't a surprise for me my highest goal has always been or my highest value is always personal development and learning and then of course sharing that with people and uh, what we're figuring out now is how to make money doing that <laughs> so yeah yeah absolutely yeah. So, so interesting, a couple of things that you said there, Shirley, you said, you know, some of them make you cry. And I've often heard personal development speakers say, you need to find a reason why that makes you cry. And as corny as that sounds, that is truly, truly, um, you know, valuable information. If it isn't going to make you cry, it's quite unlikely that it's something that will move you enough that's going to make this a must for you. Yes, and that reminds me of, you know, motivation where people uh, either move away from pain or toward pleasure and um, and certainly that motivation for moving away from pain is, is certainly much, much more powerful. 
Okay, so we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, and when we do, Paul's going to share with him, uh, share with us, sorry, some of his effective marketing campaigns using social media. So stay with us, and we'll be right back. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. Wow. If you're in business and uh, you've been listening to this conversation, I can imagine that you must be getting a few ahas now. And talking with Paul on the break, he was talking before we get into the social media and marketing campaigns, he wants to just finish off with a, a difference between motivation and inspiration. And, you know, as Paul was talking, it reminded me of when we first went into business and I was sitting here cringing, thinking, oh my God, that's so us. We thought we were in business and we had, I think it was about a thousand business cards printed and some letterheads. Woo! <laughs> and that was us. <laughs> no wonder that business didn't work very well. <laughs> so, so, Paul, enlighten us some more. What's the difference between motivation and inspiration? Yeah, okay. I, this is like a, a, key, a key thing to be aware of. Um, when, you know, if you find that you're in business and it's a struggle that you need to be dragging yourself out of bed in the morning or <clears throat> when you're working in your business, you're doing it because you feel you should be or it, it just doesn't seem fully aligned with what you need to be doing. That generally means 
And if you're a big junkie for motivational courses or listening to someone that makes you feel that you need to get motivated, that generally means, now that we've gone through the seven value areas, that you need an external force. What motivation is, is you need an external force to get you to do something that is currently low in your values. Right, so motivation is what you require to get you to do something that is currently low in your values. So this can be very, very common among entrepreneurs that they get into it, as I said, with plans of more money and more freedom, and they get neither. But inspiration, on the other hand, and if you just look at the word inspire, inspire means to breathe in. So what you're inspired to do naturally comes from within. And People know this. People know they don't need to be dragged out of the bed in the morning or um, that they feel like, oh, I can't wait to finish this. You know, when you feel inspired, it's like time and space disappear to a certain degree. You know, you're just loving it. You're in the moment. You're, you feel like everything is, is as it should be and you're just loving it. And that means you are working on something that is in your highest values and you don't feel like it's work anymore. So one of the things that will happen if you do that exercise that I talked about will be that you'll no longer feel that your business is low in your values. It will automatically become top of your values when you start to connect for your brain the 200 different reasons why all of your values are linked to your business working. So by default, you will start to feel inspired to do this, and it's no longer something you just need to do. It's just it's a part of your core and a part of everything that you wish to do. And, you know, just an example, a bit of a story, not a long story, but a short example of this. Let's say I said to you, hey, um, Shirley, um, let's meet up at 2.30 a.m. and I want to go through your accounts. I want to discuss your accounts in detail and have every, we'll go through every number with a fine uh, tooth comb. You know, you're not going to feel inspired to do that, right? You're going to go 2.30 in the morning, come on, seriously, could you not just do it during the day? But if I said, hey, Shirley, let's meet up at 2.30 a.m. Um, in Sydney Airport, and we're going to fly to New York, and we have 20 grand to spend as soon as we arrive in Fifth Avenue, right? Time becomes irrelevant. You're going to probably be there four hours early because <laughs> you'll feel inspired to do that. And it's the same with most people. You know, suddenly 2.30 is absolutely irrelevant. You're going to be there. So that's the importance of realigning your values with you know what you truly want to achieve in life because as I said you will no longer need external forces to do it it's just going to be a part of who you are and if you're struggling to find your hundred reasons if you're struggling like most people do after 10 or 12 out of the hundred is it any wonder that you find it a challenge because you just don't have enough reasons why right and it's certainly once you start to realize that there are so many reasons why that's the hiccup that's the challenge that you can break free of and suddenly you'll feel in flow and feel like you're doing everything that you were intended to do your entire life. Do you, do you know, Paul, I just had an aha. Uh, well, I don't even know how to say it, an epitome, I think it is, when you were talking <laughs> talking about that and you said, would I get up at 2.30 in the morning? No time would I want you going through our finances. That's just not on my, my value list. However... Yeah, but what I, the um, aha that I got then is that what my business does and what I love to do is I love to talk with people and share with people and teach them and learn about people and my business actually gives me that opportunity. You know, in fact, the reason that 
we're here now talking and, and helping all of the listeners is actually part of my core value. And so thank you for that because for me, I just got this huge aha that this is what the business actually allows me to do and provides for. So you know, on a personal note, I just want to thank you for that. And listeners, uh, you know, think about your business and, and where are the bits in there that really do inspire you. So fantastic. Yeah, and one thing I'll touch on there, Shirley, you're not on your own when people, when business generally finances is to say, well, that's my accountant's job. Well, I can tell you what, I can guarantee you if that's your, um, what you say to me, this is from my experience, you are going to have horror stores, stories for me about in your past about how you got screwed over financially by a business partner or by an accountant or somebody else. And that's just a lesson that you're going to continue to see and repeat over and over again until people finally realize that unless you value the finances in your company and managing them and loving the numbers and understanding it intricately that this is hugely important to your business, you will continue to face those issues over and over again until you finally realize that these lessons are happening because I don't have enough value on the scoreboards within my business. If you think about it, it, it makes no sense. Everything you're doing is around generating revenue. And that's the one thing a lot of business owners just don't like facing because they're not comfortable with it. So I'll talk about that in a little bit more when we talk about finances in some more detail, but I just want, thought it was a good point, time to bring it in there based on exactly what you just said. I certainly suffered from that too in the past. Yeah, we'll bring it in now. That's fine. You know, we, we, we'll come to the marketing campaign a little bit later on. And um, so talk about the money management because I know you've learned a lot and I know it's very important to you. And, and I know one of the things that we were confronted with was writing down each day this question, you know, how much money did you make today? And uh, wow, you know, that was confronting. So, yeah, do talk more about money management. Um, okay. Um, so... When you think about it, what we're doing as entrepreneurs in a lot of cases and even as employees is we're, we're planning on generating wealth to some extent to bring in um, a nice bit of extra income that the pressure is lifted and that supposedly we have this superfluous income that we can do with as we choose and what's in line with our values. Uh, yet, when it comes to managing that money, we're very, very quick to hand over that responsibility to like in your business to an accountant or from a personal income perspective to hand that over to like a so-called expert like a qualified financial expert uh, qualified financial advisor etc now I was sitting in a bank with my girlfriend about a year ago now I'd say and she was opening a business bank account and the bank manager that was there was the so-called business expert uh, his name was Daryl actually his first name was Daryl and I was sitting kind of in the background just listening in to what he was speaking about. And I was thinking, God, the, the rubbish that's been spewed here is just ridiculous. You know, I didn't want to get into an argument, but I was just thinking, how is this guy an expert? So I was sitting back there kind of moving back and forth in my chair, and I noticed on the wall he had this um, uh, qualification which said Qualified Financial Advisor, QFA. And I just said, Daryl, excuse me, um, can I ask you something? He said, sure. I said, how do you get one of them? I said, what? What's that? I said, how do you become a qualified financial advisor? And he said, oh, uh, you need to do six exams. And I said, okay, and how, do you need to have a degree in business or anything? He said, no, I don't think so. So that day I literally went home and found it online and applied for all six exams to do them at once. 
and they called me back the next day. She said, you can't do them like that. You, you know, it's impossible. So I said, okay, how do you recommend to do it? And said, oh, you do one maybe every three months. So I said, okay, I want it quicker than this. So I did two every three months, um, and that was nine months later, I was a qualified financial advisor. And I realized, by, so you study things like pensions, life assurance, uh, mortgages, investing, things that we turn our heads at on a day-to-day -day basis because we just feel, oh, God, no, we'd leave that to the experts. But the point I'm getting to is, one of the things that you could do when you did that program was you could go to a live event with other students. And I went to a live event in Dublin, the capital of Ireland, and there was maybe 500 budding qualified financial advisors there. So, And the, the instructor asked, Can, hands up if you're working if, for life assurance companies, and about half the people put them up. And then he said, how many are here for the banks? And the other half put them up. <laughs> and he said, is there anyone else here, by the way, who's just here for the sake of just being here? And sure enough, I was the only one. And why I tell you that is the questions that were being asked by these bankers and life assurance people would frighten the living daylights out of you. They were absolutely clueless as to how to manage money. If it was anything to do with maths or equations, they actually said blatantly they were going to leave out those questions because they just couldn't get their head around them. And I realized that the people that you were putting your hard-earned money in charge, you know, people you're putting that into and putting them in charge of, it would frighten you. And mm -hmm. if you're going to all these lengths to generating this income, please, please, please go and do your own study and knowledge in these areas because if you don't grow your knowledge in these areas, you're going to get an awful fright later on in your lifetime when you realize that just these things... I was not, and you blame the advisor, right, when it was actually our own faults because truly we are the people that should be responsible and are the only people responsible for our financial future. So that would be something I would say to you is please put that higher in the values. If you want to hold on and grow and grow your wealth significantly, start to spend time each day educating yourself in that area. And you raise a really good point there, Paul, and we're going to take a, a break shortly. And that is, you mentioned it earlier, that becoming an entrepreneur is not about becoming better at what you do in the technical field. There's so much more. And when we come back, we're going to talk now about the marketing campaigns because that's going to bring the money in. And we've just talked about the responsibility of managing your money. And, and I love that you're encouraging people to learn more about that. And in fact, I heard a lady once say, get excited about saving. And I thought, hmm, interesting concept. <laughs> so <you're, laughs> you've been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. We'll be back shortly. The leaders of today have certain characteristics that set them apart as success stories. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now, you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these success stories every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. 
you'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Wow. We all been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. We've been speaking with Paul Omani and Paul has just so much to share with us. We've been talking about the entrepreneurial mindset. We've been talking about your reasons why in your business and the importance of managing your money. And you might be able to hear the plane going over in the background there. Just ignore that and think, wow, your business gives you the opportunity to get on a plane and go somewhere. And now we want to look at Paul's expertise that he's developed in marketing campaigns and social media. So, Paul, would you tell us a little about that, please? Sure. Uh, thank you, Shirley. Yeah, so as you can see from what I've been talking about um, in the last few minutes or so, you know, I'm, it, it didn't really, well, it did actually happen by accident, but, you know, the more that I started to study human behavior, the more it actually assisted me hugely in all of the marketing that I was doing and what I mean by that just in brief is that if you understand your values step one it then makes you a lot more tolerant and aware of other people's values and in the past I guess if somebody didn't have the same values as me I just thought they were nuts you know I thought there was something wrong with them and I didn't want to be around them <laughs> when you actually know your own values you don't then suddenly think everyone else is weird because they don't have the same as yours. You just actually see, hmm, that's interesting. They have a different value system. And in marketing and sales, if you want to become a good salesperson for your business, the true means of doing this most successfully is to align that person's values with the offering that you have. So whatever you have, or the other way around, should I say, you align your offering with that person's highest values. And then they will suddenly see, oh, wow, this is exactly what I need in terms of my business. So anytime I'd see, you know, uh, people on social media, some of the biggest mistakes that I see that companies make over and over again is they just go onto social media and they try and sell straight away without developing any kind of a relationship. It's just, hey, here's my stuff, get 20% discount on it, etc. Now, you can't really blame companies for doing this, I guess, because... You know, there are so many so-called social media experts around today. You know, there's no qualification to become one uh, because so many companies are ignorant of social media. They'll just hire 
in many cases just the cheapest person who says they're a social media expert. And what's happening is they're teaching strategies that at best are outdated, but at worst are strategies that never worked. And you know, if you think about networking and going to a networking event, is probably the best um, analogy that you can find. Is that you know, if you were that person at a networking event who goes in with the goal of giving away 200 business cards and just pushing yourself onto everybody, you know, you're the person that nobody wants to be around. Mm -hmm. But that it what works in real life also works online. It's just a different channel of communicating between people. So if that's your attitude on social media, it just isn't going to work for your business and it's actually going to harm you. So the key thing that people need to think about as a business and deploying their uh, marketing strategy or their digital marketing strategy is, number one, you want to create awareness. You want to let people know that you exist. Okay, you want them to be clear, okay, I know who this person is. The second thing you want them to do is after they're aware of you is you want them to like you. Okay, you want them to like you. Now, through consistent posts and helping those people and, you know, not selling but just being humorous and um, educating, you get to stage three which is forming trust. So you go from awareness to like to trust and then finally the fourth and final stage is if and when the person is ready to buy from you, they buy from you. So you can promote in that fourth and final stage when the sale may make may happen. And if they don't want to buy your product or service at that time, well, they'll recommend you to somebody else. So really, that should be something you keep in mind that I'm going. You're going through the cycle of awareness, like trust, and selling, and not going straight to the sale like most companies make. And even with just that little simple piece of advice, if you start to think about that um, with what you do on a current basis, it should make a big difference. The second thing I would say is always uh, post and the time, always think about when you're putting up your posts as to what are the emotions that are currently going through my customers' minds. And how do you do that? That kind of sounds complicated, but it actually isn't. In the morning, people are generally miserable, right? <laughs> They're not happy. They're not happy. They're at their worst point in the day. So in the morning, you you entertain people. You make them laugh. You make life bearable for them. Um, in the afternoon, when they've had enough coffee in their system, you educate them, right? You because now they're actually willing to listen. And then in the evening times, if you're going to do promotions, you do what I call edu sell. And edu sell is basically where you ed you're educating the person as to why. Um, there is a need for your product for them. That many times people have objections that your product or service is too expensive or that it's dangerous or whatever it is, but you can use that number one objection that they have most that you most commonly have about your products or services to educate people as to why that is probably the number one reason why they should have it. Don't assume that people know why they need your stuff. Educate them as to why it's a must for their business or for their personal lives. Wow. What you've just shared there is absolute gold, Paul. And um, what I took out of that was that for the, the four parts is to create awareness, to like you, to trust you, 
and then to be able to make your offer to sell. And if you think about normal relationships and we say in business, we want people to know, like and trust us. And so that's exactly what you're doing there. And then I love the morning, noon and night. <laughs> and so amusement, educate and then educate and sell. I love that. That is absolute gold. So, Paul, we have covered so much today. I mean, you're a wealth of information and I know we, we always uh, provide a gift for our listeners and, and you're no exception. So what's your gift today, please? Um, okay, I think I, what I was thinking about that, and I'm going to give the people at home a combination. Um, I think it would be remiss of me not to provide something related to mindset with what we've talked about. So I'm actually going to provide... Uh, two and a half hours of training specifically on mindset, goal setting and getting the reasons why because honestly if you get that much in place the systems and the the things you need to do in business become a lot easier when you know your overarching goals and why you're doing it. And then the second thing I'll provide, so there'll be three videos in that, then the second thing I'll provide is how to get you started with your blog and how to open a blog in five minutes completely free of charge and how to allow you to use that blog to position you or your company as an expert and to make you stand out from others. So I'll provide um, training videos on that also, so mindset and on blogging. Wow, that's so generous of you. Thank you so much. And listeners, I want you to write this down. Shirley's RadioGifts.com. That's where you can access, and Paul's just told you, two and a half hours of mindset video training. That Do it now. <laughs> Shirley's RadioGifts.com. And then, of course, how to get your blog started, because we've been talking today with the social media guru, the expert, started out with a really big why, had two mortgages that he had to pay for that were now worth half what he was uh, signed up to pay for, went out, found a vehicle in which he could excel and then along the way has learned heaps about money management and about entrepreneurial um, success and also about people. So it, this has been fantastic, Paul, and I really appreciate you coming and speaking with us today. Uh, is there any last comment in about 20 seconds? Uh, I think I need to come back to speak a bit more about social media. So if you guys are interested in that, just let Shirley know. And I think we could probably organize a follow-up interview because there's a lot more to be said. That would be fantastic. I've loved it. I've loved having you on the show. So thanks, everyone, for, for joining us today. And that's all we have time for. And until next week, I encourage you to continue to create your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend and we'll see you here for the next show.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.